Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Hi and welcome to Food Bites with thanks to Cheese Links. Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. <laughs> Who's refrained from singing. Is right there. Thankfully. No, sing, go right ahead and sing. I'm <laughs> no, the, I don't think I will. I'm in a happy frame of mind. I feel, I, I think we've got a great show. We've got a great singer on actually. We've got Adam Thompson from Chocolate Starfish and I'll just preface this by saying a lot of my friends from school are massive Chocolate Starfish oh, fans and they're really be. looking forward to this. Adam would be one of the best front men running around uh, in front of any band. You, uh, often... As somebody said to me, he gives 110% oh, on stage. Oh, oh. <laughs> he is the Energizer Bunny times a thousand on stage. He's great. He's and really very good front man. As you'll find in this uh, interview, um, Adam also, he finds personal fulfilment on many levels in many different ways. Um, and yep. he has a deep social conscience. And yep. um, you're going to find out about that too. You are. And they've got a great new song out, which uh, obviously we're not a, a music podcast, so we don't play it. Mm. But have a listen to it. It's a, it's one of my favourite... No, I won't say my favourite songs. It's a song that stays in my head for some reason. It's the old four non-blonde song called What's Going On. <laughs> What's Going On. And I love, the, I love their version of it. The version that Adam and Starfish I don't done mind my terrific. own personal version of that after no. I've had oh. a couple of uh, scotching coats. You know what? Everyone <laughs> sings it. Everyone sings it. I actually played on the radio on the weekend and found myself singing along with it yeah. at the same time. Hey, cheese links, uh, food, cheese is not uh, is not just something, you know, that you stick in your mouth. It's a passion. Cheese is life. It is. It absolutely is. And if you'd like to make your own, <laughs> here is your invitation. We're opening the door for you <laughs> to, uh, to, to the joy of cheese making. Mm. It's as simple as this. You give Janet a call on 52821984. Jump on the website because there's some special offers on the website yep. at the moment uh, for starter kits and all those sort of things. So just check that out and then give Janet a call, 52821984. And if you want to do a workshop, you can do it as a couple or you can get a few yeah. friends together. It's fun. <laughs> get a group of girls together. It it's an absolute cack. Yep. Cheeselinks.com.au, all the social media platforms, and as I mentioned, that telephone number, 52821984. Eight four. Let's get to our guest for this week. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on stage. Here it is, <laughs> chocolate starfish, Adam Thompson. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Adam, thank you so much for joining us on the Food Bites podcast. Great to have you on and uh, great to know that you've got a new album coming out in a matter of days. Hello, guys. Uh, yeah, we have on the uh, 14th of May, so only just over two weeks, we've got the Beautiful Addiction uh, new album coming out um, featuring the single we released a few weeks back called um, uh, What's Up, our version of the uh, the old Four Non Blondes track. Uh, it's the only cover on the, on the album, but we're pretty much... Uh, replicating the process we did on our debut. We uh, we want to talk to you more about uh, the version of Four Non Blondes and the album uh, as we go along, but uh, it is a Food Bites podcast, so we want to know, what do you like in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I'm not on speakerphone right now because my wife's sitting a few metres away and she cooks most nights and she would have a completely different answer <laughs> to the one that I'm about to uh, to lie to you about. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I'm... I, um, at in necessities, um, like last week when I was at an Aboriginal community, I was forced to uh, cook, uh, and I thought I did pretty well actually because mm-hmm. my wife wasn't there. But 
you know, necessity brings on the mother of invention, and I, I may do, and and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm able to pull a few things together when I'm forced to do it. What kind of things would you be likely to pull together if if you had to? Well, when, look, when I'm forced to pull it together, um, <laughs> I, I look, I, I, I would probably go to a roast. Um, being a good country boy from Shepherd, and I'm, I'm probably go go to a roast and and three veg uh, when I'm uh, you know going to do something special like I have back in the uh, in the, uh, the early dating days when I was trying to impress my lovely wife. Obviously, obviously it worked. Well, obviously it worked. We're eighteen years married, so uh, you know those those first years were uh, were pretty good. In fact, I can remember. It was her birthday, and um, I decided to invite her around for dinner. We weren't even living together at that point, and I decided I'd bake a birthday cake. But I had to play basketball at the same time, you know, get all that done just before she came over. And I was going to cook her a red velvet cake because I knew that that was her favourite. Okay. And um, it said, you know, cook on this temperature for forty-five minutes after your preparation. I said. Oh, can't do it. I've got to be at basketball, right? So I thought, surely if I turned the uh, the temperature down to half and cooked it for twice as long, surely it should work. I like your logic. <laughs> well, there's logic in it, right? So, you know, a 90-minute cake <laughs> at half temperature should work as well as a 45. Um, well, let's just say it was a little more solid than uh, I'd planned in the end. Was it more and, of a and- black velvet cake? More of a black girl, and thank God for Sarah Lee because she stepped in <laughs> at the last second and uh, she helped me out in a pinch. And uh, it was, but it was good. Um, so, other and other than the roast, and I'm, and I'm sure you've got a thousand questions, but I did warn you that I was going to talk a lot. Um, <laughs> so, the other thing that I'm 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 pretty good at um, uh, is a stir fry. So, I like yeah. I like a lot of Asian food and. Um, uh, you know, I like to do a, a chicken or even or, or even a veggie korma. So I've spent a lot of time in India and um, like to uh, like to do a, a veggie korma every once in a while, just to um, remind me of the trips to India. I uh, sorry, I just love your initiative with the birthday cake, even if it perhaps <laughs> didn't work out according to plan. But uh, being a, a country boy, you said growing up in Shepparton, so was there lots of good country fare, meat and veg on the table growing up? Yeah, there was lots of that, and it's really interesting. You know, as soon as we're talking food today on Food Bites, it's, it's interesting uh, growing up in the seventies, um, and you know, you know, cuisine was nowhere near as experimental and, as, and nowhere near as influenced as what we are today. You know, so we've got so many nationalities. But I can remember uh, reflecting on this right now. But um, every Thursday night. Mum used to say, "Let's have Chinese, right?" <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. Now Chinese consisted of I know what's coming. Meat, you know what's coming, right? <laughs> minced meat, um, peas, and corn, um, <laughs> and I reckon that's I don't know some sort of really bizarre powder that she put in it. I don't know. Oh, it. not a I jar of canton. Oh, this is way before Canton, <laughs> let me tell you, right? I think it was, I don't know, it was, well, she she called it an Eastern Spice, but it could have been Eastern Shepherd in for all I know. I've got no idea, right? So um, when, and now that I've eaten great Asian food, <laughs> I don't even know what where she got off in calling it Chinese. But anyway, um, oh, God, speaking of that, I was at a restaurant um, on the road recently and um, 
Uh, and this cat walked by and <laughs> the owner said, Chinese, get out of here. I go, what are you calling Chinese? And he goes, because if he doesn't go to the restaurant, that's what he'll be. <laughs> oh, 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 dearie me. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Now, you're a fussy eater, Adam? Um, good question. Um, oh, I've got a few things I've, I've said I, that I don't like, and growing up on the farm, milk is one of them because I've seen oh, – yeah every permeation of milk um, in, in ways that I shouldn't have seen it yeah. um, before it went to the to the factory. But um, that, uh, that dissatisfaction of milk came from, you remember the old milk bottles being left out in the mm-hmm. sun? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so picture little grade two Adam Thompson, thirsty from playing footy and cricket out in the sports ground, went out, got the milk that had been sitting there yeah. since 8 a.m. on a 45-degree day, upended it, went into my stomach, out my nose, that's Kevin's experience. Uh, ki- kindergarten in Queensland, drinking uh, curdled um, warm yeah, milk. Curdled yep. warm milk, and that smell. No, no mm. matter even if it's slightly turning, I just can't bring myself <laughs> to it. So, unfortunately, um, milk products are things that make me very fussy. Yep. Um, but most other things I'm good at. Actually, um, you know, I, I really like to experiment with different cuisines and, you know, travelling the world through various reasons. Um, you know, I, I love re- um, eating some of the national dishes of, of certain places and, um, yeah, just, you know, I guess just, uh, uh, you know, upskilling my, uh, my palate a little bit. Someone who's been described uh, as a vivacious <laughs> rock and roll powerhouse, oh. are you a coffee drinker? <laughs> <laughs> well, as we as we speak today, I'm on my fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh wow! Um, yeah, I'm on my fourth for the day. Um, that's probably my only vice. I'm not much of a drinker. Um, I have the occasional red wine, but um, coffee's my thing. Um, but I tend to uh, knock it off by midday because I'm also an anxiety sufferer mm. as well. So anything past midday, and it could be a very very late night. Yeah. Which uh, which just doesn't always bode well, but I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Um, the rest of the starfish boys will um, really get embarrassed when I'm out at a restaurant and I send back the um, the, the long black for being too watery. And you know, there's nothing worse than getting a long black, which is all I have, like no sugar in it, nothing. And if there's no crema on top and it's just this dishwatery looking thing, can't have it. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. absolutely yeah. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> do you find? Have you, I mean, being being um, in the music industry and being on the road and being amongst, I guess, people who do um, like a, a tipple here and there, is it, is it hard to maintain a a healthy sort of existence? Um, look, it is, uh, but I guess you know you just got to make choices. And I've always been pretty good at at making choices on the road. Um, you know, I always, always look after myself, you know, physically um, by exercising. And um, I just think um, the things that put your calories on and things that, you know, I guess make you, just make you feel sluggish in general are, um, are fast food and, and alcohol, you know. So mm. if you can make a choice um, of uh, – and I guess as you get older too, you know, like just really backing off a little bit on the on the, the size of your portions and your carbs um, – you know, help, helps you maintain a bit. But, you know, I guess, you know, like I said, someone who's suffered a bit of anxiety and depression, I, I probably also can be a bit of a, 
um, a reward eater as mm. well. So I've got to be aware of that, um, not overindulging because, hey, we've just, you know, done a gig to a thousand people and they loved it. And so, um, you know, let's, let's, let's have a pizza or something. I think, and that's, that's usually post gig because I, I never eat before a show. So it is a matter of, um, you know, working out your timings and, and cause it's, you know, when everyone else is enjoying their meal before a show is normally when I've got to be in the zone and I just can't have a, a meal then. So all of a sudden it's 10.30 at night and if you haven't at least had a protein shake or something, you're, um, you know, you're setting yourself up for bad habits. Yeah, yeah. What, what about in terms of, you talk about reward foods, Would are you a, are you a sweet tooth, Adam? Yeah, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> and it's nothing to do with them. <laughs> nothing to do with them. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave those two flavours completely. Yeah. Uh, thank, you. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you, Kevin Hilly. <laughs> you were around in the day, so I'm sure we've done an interview on that. So yes, yes, drag yes, up yes. Uh, old bottom jokes again. Yes, we have. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, I, oh, look, you know, I love I love a good chocolate. Um and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, again, going back to the old farm days, but, um, the one thing mum was good at was, um, was, you know, like, and like, like most country ladies, they were great at a dessert. Mm. The, um, the upside down chocolate, uh, self sourcing oh, cake was yes. always, you'd remember that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're magic and how they are. The sauce are, just of tears. Yeah. yeah, and the golden syrup dumpling oh, with a bit of, yes. yeah, a bit of ice cream. Oh, so good. Um, and of course, you know, it's going to sound terrible. But there's, 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 it's great going to a funeral where you can have the wake afterwards with, you know, when the, when the ladies bring a plate. Right? <laughs> Some of the best country <laughs> fair, is it, is it Wakes, I think? Oh, oh no, I tell, I tell you what, God, you know, God love her, you know, the, the old farmer down the road, you know, he was 18, he passed away, but, geez, I tell you what, those um, those pavlovas and those little, uh, those little sweets at his wake, I'll tell you what, I, I blessed him for many weeks after that. <laughs> and it's amazing how that comes up in conversation. Oh, great spread at Billy's funeral. Oh, it was a great spread at Billy's funeral. Not Billy was a good yeah. bloke or Billy, you know, owed me 50 well, bucks. Hey, no. Nothing bad was it, but it was his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, tell us about the new album because I, I, I must say I love the version you've done of uh, the Four Non Blonde song. It's such a good song and I've always loved it. But And Linda Perry's got a most unusual voice. But, geez, you've nailed the hell out of it, to tell you the truth. Thank you. Um Look, we we went through a you know a long process of, of understanding, firstly which song we should do because we wanted, we wanted to do one in the in the uh, cover song within the album. In the last few years, we've been playing around with it um, on the Red Hot Summer tours, which has really reignited our our career in, in many ways, and we've been a bit of a highlight um, for the fans. At, at the an unexpected highlight was is most of what most of the fans are saying and. Um, in the breakdown of your so vain, which was our initial cover back in the nineties, um, I was just playing around with a bunch of different covers, and and the four non blondes chorus came up, and just bit by bit it, it grew legs. And when we decided to record it, you know, we thought, oh, let's do a bit of a, a bit of a dance version of it. That didn't work. Then we decided to do more of a nineties a version, and that didn't really work either. And then. Uh, working with our producer Tim Henwood, he said, "Look, I think the vocals great, is it? But the band aren't playing it like um, like Adam singing it." So then he went around and, and got it reproduced. Um, so it's, it's still got that energy of Starfish, but it's also got, I guess, sonically, um, 
a sound that now fits, um, you know, I guess contemporary-wise within today's climate. So um, we just did a show on the weekend to sell out at the Palms, which was our best of the best um, shows where we've done classic albums of Meatloaf in Excess and and I've been doing Queen and and we we ended the night with, with that. And I literally walked off stage to 800 people just over and over seeing that chorus like it was the biggest hit. Um, on radio at the moment, so oh, oh, good. there's something that there's something within it that um, you know it's it, it's it's got something and yeah, and it's set us up now really well for the release of the album. Yeah, no, good on you. It's um, you know, it must be an incredible atmosphere um, in in those situations. Adam, do you ever do you ever tire of it, or do you look back and think, wow, and, and just pinch yourself? I mean, do you ever also just tire of the um, that wonderful live crowd reaction? You know what, it's such a great question um, because I think, you know, as you get older, you say that, that, that not every band has that, particularly when you are in the heritage band uh, <laughs> um, league um, of many artists. Um, you know, there are many bands that can't create that sort of um, atmosphere and we're just really lucky that we can still create that within our, within our fan base. But I also think... Um, because it's um, you know it's not something we do every single weekend now. It's also something that we we look for, and and we you know we've got other things in our life that balance out our our energies and our our lives. So uh, yeah, for me this week, you know, remote Aboriginal community working with the Aboriginal men on sexual health messaging. So mm. forty eight hours ago, I was nine hours out of um, Darwin doing that, and then uh, and then then at eight hundred people singing. You know, a concert is completely different, and but what that does is it just balances out your your energy levels in your life, and and I think that's just you know it's a wonderful space to be in. Yeah, and you can get you can get lost in your own rock and roll stardom, but you've obviously you found a place in in all that where you can actually be, for want of a better expression, a really well balanced normal human being. Yeah, and I think people feel that um, you've only got. To, I mean, you, and you have. You've looked at. The uh, the WhatsApp video, which is not just footage from the old days, but it's also current footage of us doing the last five years, and um, there is an energy that we we give out that I don't know. I, I just feel it's felt by the audience, and they they respond in kind. And um, and you you know you've all seen lots of concerts where there's almost like a film or a wall between the the performer and the audience, and although they're doing their songs, that the connection is not. Is not strong. It, it's professional, but it's not strong. I think there's a real difference, and and it's something about starfish that still have that. And in fact, I, I'd probably say we even have a greater these days because of the experiences we've been through. Yeah, yeah, it certainly helps. Hey, you've got to ask you. You've, you've met all sorts of different people in your time. You've travelled all sorts of different mm-hmm. parts of the world. I mean, you've co-written a song with Judith Durham amongst mm-hmm. other things, and yeah. you've covered a Carly Simons and done all that. So, dinner party, your place, you and your wife sitting down. You've got a guest list, dead or alive. Who who gets a Guernsey? Oh, how many do I have? As many as you <laughs> you can afford to oh. pay for. <laughs> oh, mate, let me tell you, if it's the uh, hour and a half red velvet cake, I'm going to be very particular <laughs> about who I, who I invite to that little shindig. Let me tell you. All right. So, uh, so number one um, would have to be Freddie Mercury. Um, he's been my biggest influence uh, in my life as an entertainer and gave me the overarching feeling that anything is possible and that's what I take on the stage. So Freddie would be there. Um, 
uh, my guru uh, in India, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, not not um, Nora James's dad, but the uh, the guru who uh, who has got the art of living, breathing, and meditation um, philosophy uh, that has pretty much helped me cope with life. Uh, yep. he, he would definitely be there. Um, I'd want my dear departed mum, who died when I was fourteen, to be there because I'd love to. I'd love to know her today. I'd love to know, you know, what she grew into. Mm. Um, every time I watch Field of Dreams, I the most emotional moment in my life because mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the moment that I want. And uh, although I can't have it, it's it's what I want. Um, that's three. I'd love. Obviously, my wife would be there because um, she is my. Absolute rock, and I know many people say that, but I wouldn't be the man I am today without her. Um, and uh, I, I would say, uh, look, I, I would love Judith Barron to be there, especially she's been uh, she's been a constant in my life. And um, Judith and I have got a, an amazing relationship where um, we talk about lots of different things and. Uh, it, you know, it's almost like the driving Miss Daisy relationship oh, between, between between Jude and I, and yeah, we've just got that friendship that uh, that I really really love, and you know, like many of our um, many of our um, you know famous rock stars, we're all aging, um, and Jude's in that in that latter generation, and um, you know, I've spent as much time with her as I can. That's yep. a beautiful, yeah, summation, yeah, I think, and very interesting guest list too. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we usually finish up, Adam, just by asking our guests if they have a kitchen or cooking tip to share. Well. <laughs> how, to, how to bake a red velvet cake <laughs> in half the time. Yeah, don't, don't go the half measures. <laughs> no, don't, definitely don't go the half never measures. never been one to go half measures, Adam. I'm surprised you did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably, I think you've actually almost answered it for me here, but, um, <laughs> but uh, no, 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 no. I'll go, I'll go one step further. Um, Mr. Chocolate's uh, cooking tip for the day: No matter what you do, do it with love. And if, if you do it with love, uh, even if it's complete failure, and that's what we learn from, uh, you if it's done with love, you can't go wrong. And oh. everybody who's either laughing at it or eating it will appreciate the moment. Oh, that's perfect. Beautifully yeah. done. Uh, been great to have you on the podcast, mate. Good luck with the album, Beautiful Addiction. Looking forward to it. Uh, if What's Up is an indication of what's on the uh, album, and I know it's the only cover on the album, the rest is original stuff, but no, it, uh, looking forward to it. Well done and uh, continued success to you. Thank you. Thanks to both of you. Bye-bye. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au uh, a most interesting man, and uh, and I've got to tell you, go and have a listen to that, uh, their version. It's out uh, later this week, the album, mm. uh, but uh, their version of uh, what's going on is great. Hey, weren't some of his food recollections wonderful? What yeah. about the uh, the red velvet cake? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'll cook it for longer and uh, under a lower temperature. Well, it makes perfect logical sense to me. It still worked out. It was just a little bit. The See, texture wasn't That's right. why the logical people don't work well in the kitchen because you, if you do it by logic, you uh, stuff it up like Adam did. And as so many times in life, Sarah Lee comes to the rescue. Hello, Sarah Lee. Now, this is Sarah Patterson. No, this and, is Sarah Jane. And this is... Oh, Sarah Jane was the Chico Roll girl. Well... 
It's also me. Yes, it is. And this is Friday Food Poll, and this week we're going stodge again. We're going a pie that is a, a lasagna pie, so it's like carbs on carbs. It's uh, it's flaky pastry meets pasta. All right, and Kerry says, I'll have the gluten-free, grain-free, paleo version, thanks, with extra cheese. Oh, yeah? Yum. Muriel says, uh, nah. <laughs> Sue says, I'll give it a whirl to see, but not sure about pastry mm. and pasta. The rest blends beautifully. Mm. Caroline says, I love lasagna rolls. Lasagna sausage rolls. So I think I'd love yeah. these. The rolls have grated parmesan on them rather than bechamel and melted cheese. I like the crunch, but would definitely give the soggy a go. Two thumbs up and a big yummy from me. Oh, Michelle says, never seen them before, but I'd give it a try. Artie Stevens from Radio Bayside says, wow, it is like a blending of my two favourite foods. Would love to try this. Where do you get it? Where do you get it? I think they are available. Mm. Not so widely, but available. Glenn says, um, I'll give it a yay, Paddo. Sounds interesting. I like lasagna and pies, so why not? Michelle says, I have made them for years. It's there a hit with everyone I've ever given some to. Definitely a yet. A yes. <laughs> Least. It's a hell yes, yeah, says Stiz. Two of my favourite things. Molly Christine says, I'm with you. Least. It's a my favourite. Wayne writes and heavily edited says, this confuses <laughs> me and is a source of great angst and worry. Bit like Kylie Jenner on Mother's Day. <laughs> Pies and lasagna on their own are both wonderful things and I really want to like this, but one of my unbreakable food rules is stopping me. Stodge should never touch other stodge. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> you would have to be higher than a hippie on the third day of a mu- music <laughs> festival to even think pastry and pasta <laughs> together is a good idea. Honestly, it's just a mass of starchy glop. And the destiny of, of and the density oh God, he uses these big words and throws me. And the density of a black hole, and it would all just sit in your stomach like a house brick. Density is not a big word. Uh, now we're not going to do the next line, Wayne. I've edited that too. <laughs> uh, I'd rather spend the rest of my life giving Fran Drescher elocution lessons than let one spoon of this into my mouth. So the answer. No. It's a big no with capital letters. We've just no. got a couple of others too, which bringing up the rear. Did yes. you see John Vertigan? Yes. Why do you even need to ask? It's obviously an overwhelming yes from everyone. Terry Daniel from 2 D. Why not? Best of both worlds. Yay. Lena, no, no, and no. Annie, I would try it. And Danny McGinlay, anyone who says no to this should be put on a watch list. Fran says, oh, wow, I'd try it for sure. Leone says, it's a yay from me. Uh, off the <laughs> Twitter feed, uh, Mark says, shut up and take my money. <laughs> Stanley says, lasagna you can pick up. What's not to love? Yeah. Aaron says, uh, shut up and take my money as well. And uh, Geekanaut uh, poses another question. Not as good as Uber Eats Lasagna nachos or lasagna oh, nachos, however yeah, you say. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I like lasagna the idea of picking nachos. up picking up lasagna. That's uh, that's great. That's great convenience wise. Now, speaking of convenience, we're having a chat mm-hmm. before this. We started latest thing in uh, Coles. Speaking of pies, they've got a, a meat pie with built-in tomato sauce in the pastry. Why? What do you reckon? Why? Why? <laughs> Are we that lazy? Apparently. And we all like to adjust our level of sauce. Sauce is a personal thing. Some people prefer pies without sauce. Well, to be perfectly honest, a really good pie doesn't need sauce. Mm. On a really, really good pie, um, I won't put sauce. If you see me put sauce on a pie, it means that the pie's not as good as it should be. Yeah, it's a no from me. Yeah, no from me too. Are we that really? (laughs) I mean, I must admit, those those little containers they give you, tomato sauce, they're nature's way of telling you you need to go to the dry cleaners. Because there's no almost no way of squeezing them. You go, 
And like have you, <laughs> you noticed if you because you get those when you stay in uh, hotels and yeah. motels, but if you don't shake them a little bit beforehand, they uh, they splodge out a bit of watery stuff. At yes, the they are. They, yeah, they are. They've got that little watery thing, for, which is what finishes up on your shirt, and it's always a white shirt. It's made to taunt oh, you, isn't it? Pain in the bum. Uh, no, please. Can we? You know? No. 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 Let's not do that. Uh, five two eight two one nine eight four. You don't need tomato sauce with cheese. Heathens. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to make your own cheese, give Janet a call, 52821984, cheeselinks.com.au, all the social media yes. platforms. Uh, thanks to Adam Thompson for joining us. He was terrific. Thank you. Check out their new album, which is available uh, at the end of this week, and uh, that terrific uh, version of the Four Non Blonde song. Mm. Uh, till the next time. And I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I. What's going on? <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> Not that anymore. Uh, uh, Till next week, see ya. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.